You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Evan Roberts Podcast, Driving to Work Edition. Uh, On Sunday night, I was so not enamored by the Survivor Series card. I was so pissed off by just another awful performance by the New York Jets. Ooh, it's competitive late. Great, let's have a party. And my urge to see UBS Arena, I decided to go to the Islander game. Pajama Boy was back in town. It's the second game at UBS Arena. And Craig and I are actually going in a couple of weeks, but we're going right after a show. And because of that, God knows what time we're going to walk into that building. So I wanted... My first experience at UBS to be one where I could walk in an hour too early, walk around the building, get a lay of the land, and kind of see about the place we've been dreaming about for decades. I had to make a deal with my wife because my son, Jed, who's only five years old, really wanted to go. It is a school night. So we agreed. He'll come, but we have to leave at like 845. So we weren't basically going to see the game. We are going to see one period of hockey and then have to come home. So wasn't ideal, but I understand it. Got to look out for the greater good of the little guy. And he would get a kick out of it anyway. It would just suck for dad because, you know, you go to a hockey game, you want to watch the full 60 minutes. Though, based on the way things turned out, it wasn't the worst thing in the world as the depleted Islanders got shut out by the Maple Leafs 3-0. And we did see that glorious shorthanded goal that put Toronto up 1-0 about five minutes in. Anyhow, I I didn't know what to expect other than getting in is probably going to be difficult. Just my experience of going to new arenas and new stadiums is that you got to give the place a few weeks, maybe even a month or two before you get the kinks out. So we left relatively early, like right after the jet game, maybe four, four 30 traffic wasn't too bad until I got to the arena and I'm just following signs to park. I have no idea what the parking garages are, where the parking garages are, All I know is, whatever it costs, I want to be as close as humanly possible. By the way, spoiler alert, it didn't exactly work out that way. So, I'm on Hempstead Turnpike, and I'm making the left into what I think they called the silver lot. The gold lot, the silver lot, I've got no idea. And it is bumper to bumper. And this is a good hour before face-off, but I understand it's a Sunday. I think a lot of people are trying to get there early You know, most people in that building weren't there for the opener on Saturday night, so it's their first experience at UBS. So totally get it. That's going to be a really early arriving crowd. So I'm waiting forever to make this left onto, I guess, what I thought was the parking lot. I've got no idea. There's a million cars there. And I make the left, and the security guy says to me very nicely, do you have a parking pass? I said, no, I'm just willing to pay whatever it costs to park. And he said, no, 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 you can't park here. You got to make a U-turn and follow the signs for the north lot. I said, all right, I'm here early enough. What are you going to do? 
So I make this U-turn. That was after waiting about 15 minutes, 20 minutes to make the left. I make the U-turn, and maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm an idiot. I have no idea. I don't see any signs for this north lot. So I'm driving. I see no lot. I'm driving away from the arena. I pass by the exit for the cross island, and I say to myself, all right, I, I guess I should just try to find a spot on the street. Like, what the hell do I know? I have no idea where to park. So I said, you know what? Before I do that, let me make a U-turn. Let me try again. So I make a U-turn to try again. Same thing. The only place I can see to park is this left-hand turn near the silver lot. And again, the guy says, sorry, my honesty kills me. I should have just lied and said, no, I've got a parking pass. And then when I get there, hope I can get in by paying. So I make the U-turn again. I've got no idea. At this point, I figure... I mean, I'll park on the street. You know, what are my options right now? Let me tell you something. Let me give some advice to anyone that's going to an Islander game. Maybe it's the Wednesday night game against the Rangers, assuming they play it. Do not park on the street. Two reasons. First of all, I feel very bad for the people's homes who all of a sudden now have these schmucks parking in front of their houses and apartments. I do feel bad. But I found one on, I forget the street number, like 223rd or something like that. I have no idea. I find the spot. I can see the arena not too far away. It looks like it's about a half a mile away. Not too bad. What I didn't realize, and I think this is done so that people don't park in front of people's houses, there's a gigantic gate surrounding the parking lot and surrounding the kind of the entrance to getting into the vicinity of UBS Arena. So I'm walking up Hempstead Turnpike with my son, And there's no way to get inside near the arena to the point where I walked past the arena and you still can't get in. And I've got other people asking me randomly like, hey, how do you get in? And I said to them, this is my first time here. I have no idea how to get in. Now, one of them was a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. So I really had no issue telling them, you know, basically go home. We don't want you here. But bottom line is, kept walking up Hempstead. Finally, like there's a small opening where you could fit through, I guess, if you're skinny enough. And me and my son kind of slipped through the gate, went to the front and finally got in. But man, that must have been, you know, a good 25 minute walk. So the only conclusion I can come up with is that they put these gates up because they don't want people parking, you know, in front of people's houses, which I totally respect. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to park in a freaking parking lot. I just couldn't find one. So that experience was a little off. But again, I do warn you, and I told this to myself a few times, I think everybody's figuring this place out. I certainly don't know where to go. I don't think a lot of people know where to go. Uh, So I think as time goes by, the parking situation will be handled better. I guess the one positive is while there's a lot of walking, you know, leaving the arena is going to be very easy if you're parked that far away. But, you know, who the heck wants to walk 25 minutes? But either way, I still really don't know where the heck you're supposed to park if you don't have a parking pass. I'm sure some people listening have figured that out or they're going to figure it out. For the next time I go to a game, I'm probably just going to buy a parking pass ahead of time as opposed to trying to figure it out. There did look like there was this kind of tunnel where you drive around and go underneath and then up into the parking lot, if that makes any sense. So... Either way, it was an adventure getting in. The arena, though, I got to tell you, it is gorgeous. And I know all new arenas are going to be nice. But this one had just a really cool feel to it. A lot of brick. It had that new arena smell. 
Um, lots of places to eat, obviously. I was taken back by how many bathrooms there were. It's almost as if the Islanders heard the biggest critique of Nassau Coliseum was that the lines to go to the bathroom were endless. The lines to go to the bathroom were endless. By the way, they still are if you go in between periods, obviously. But there are bathrooms every other section. Now, it doesn't solve the problem because every person in that building wants to go to the bathroom at the exact same time. So when you've got 17,000 people saying, hey, I got to pee, and it's all happening as soon as the first intermission comes or the second intermission comes, you know what's going to happen. But I do commend the effort because I didn't count it up, but my God, there must have been a bathroom every other section. But when you go into the seating bowl, the sight lines are awesome. They did an amazing job of honoring the franchise's history. I bring that up because we know how the Mets struggled when they first opened up City Field. They almost forgot that the Mets played there. They have the Islanders Hall of Fame set up already. They, of course, have the championship banners, the retired jerseys. It looks like they had banners behind one of the goals to honor all the Islander fan groups, which is pretty cool. Uh, What I love, and this has kind of been the, the trend over the last 15 years, is how when you're behind the goal and you're walking around the upper level, you still can see the ice. So you're walking around and you can still see everything going on. You're going to get a beer. There's flat screen TVs everywhere. The scoreboard is just fantastic. It's monstrous. It's huge. Basically, this is something that we have not experienced as Islander fans. I mean, I know we had Barclays Center for a couple of years. The problem was they didn't belong there and it wasn't ideal for hockey. It wasn't built for hockey. This place was built for hockey. This place was built for the New York Islanders. This was the place I think we have fantasized about for so long. And it was surreal walking in, I must admit. I'm sure a lot of people had that emotion as they walked into the building, whether it was on Saturday or Sunday or if you get to do it over the next few weeks. The surrealness of walking in saying, this is ours? We're not in a visiting arena? This is our building? Because obviously we all grew up on Nassau Coliseum. Uh, That's basically the only place the Islanders called home. And so we would walk into the old barn and it was great. I love Nassau Coliseum growing up, but I think we all understand they outgrew it, uh, became dilapidated. Even when they fixed it up, it still wasn't a real NHL style arena that I think this fan base deserves. And even when they went to Brooklyn, even though it was the lesser of other evils, you walked in and it just wasn't the Islanders building. Now, it's weird because I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. I'm a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan. So Barclays feels like my building. But even when I went there for the Islander games I went to, it didn't feel like the Islanders building. And, you know, besides the fact it wasn't built for hockey, it just, as nice as it was, as pretty as it was, you never felt as if it was built for you. And it wasn't. Going back to Nassau Coliseum when they fixed it up, I don't know. It felt like they just put a fresh coat of paint on a building we were already familiar with. It was nicer, but it still wasn't that state-of-the-art NHL arena that almost every other franchise has. This is it. When you walk into this building for the first time, between the enormous team store, which me and Jet went to town on (laughs) by buying all sorts of crap, uh, the food places, the endless bars, the bathrooms, like I mentioned, the celebrating of the history of the New York Islanders, but also celebrating the history of athletes from the local area. It feels built for you. It's 
you know, I'm not a devil fan, but I think the rock did a great job of doing that. When Prudential center opened up over a decade ago, you walked in and you said, this arena was built for the New Jersey devils. They did a great job of kind of commemorating the history of the devils uh, and commemorating the history of sports in that local area of New Jersey. They did a great job of doing it. It's big. It's beautiful. It's got that new arena smell. I'm no architecture expert, but I love the architecture of the brick that's in there. It's just great. And look, you can walk into a new arena and stadium and you can be underwhelmed. I think we all did that for MetLife Stadium. We walked in, we appreciated the newness of it, but there was something off about it. There was something missing about it. There's nothing missing about this place. So as much as you may have a difficult time with parking, you may have a weird experience, whether it's the experience I had or something worse. Just remember, that stuff's temporary. That stuff's going to be fixed. Now, that stuff is, we're all just figuring it out. What you've got to judge this place on is walking in it, how it felt, and then more importantly, when you're sitting down, how it is to watch the game. And it's great to watch the game. I mean, I don't think there's a bad seat in that building. And the energy was was fantastic. And, and look, you could argue it's tough to tell what the energy is going to be like when you walk in on a Sunday night with an injury-depleted team, a COVID-depleted team, a team that hasn't played good hockey. They certainly haven't played all that well since coming back to the new place. And it's a tough spot they're in. You know, besides just the normal injuries they're dealing with, being without key players because of COVID, it's not ideal. And you're facing two pretty good hockey teams right out of the gate, including the Leafs last night. And you're down one nothing right out of the gate on an effing shorthanded goal. You know, you're going to test the energy of the building. But between the national anthem sing-along, the loud boos for Pajama Boy as he hit the ice, it still has that energy. And the one thing I noticed about City Field, Yankee Stadium, Barclays Center, MetLife Stadium, is at first you felt, boy, this place doesn't have a soul yet. And to me, it took a while before City Field found its soul, before Yankee Stadium even found its soul. Even that first year in 09 when they won a championship, it never felt loud. It never rocked. And at least out of the gate, is it ever going to be the same as the old barn? It's going to be tough to ever match that. But the place did have a very good energy. It's the same people in the building. And I guess the way they made the ceilings low, uh, the loudness is going to be the same. I have no idea. But there was definitely a good energy in the building. And there was a, a lot of oohs and ahs. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is mine. One quick story that I, I found funny just personally is so I take my kid to this game. I'm still teaching him about sports in general. And so because the Islanders are playing the Maple Leafs, it was the first time I ever told him the story of John Tavares. You know, I finally got to explain to him, this is who he is. This is why he's going to be a boot a lot. This is the player. And after I went through, you know, a five-minute storytelling session of who John Tavares is, my son looks up at me and says, do we respect him? <laughs> And it's so tough because the one thing I've taught my kid about sports is, of course, we respect Tom Brady. Of course, we respect the New York Yankees and even the New York Knicks. But I had a very difficult time answering that question. So I will tell you what my answer was. I said, yeah, we respect him. We don't like him. We don't love him. We're going to boo him. But he was a tremendous player. He was a very good player for our team. And I ended it with this, and I'm glad I ended it with this because there was a chant that said this about five minutes later, and that's, son, 
we don't need him. And as you may have heard, uh, before the Maple Leafs took a one nothing lead, there was a very loud, we don't need you. So it was rather fitting. That was the last thing I told him. We don't need him. But great experience. I hope to be there to watch an entire game, but it was definitely worth it. Uh, as a trade-off, as a deal with my wife, I get a period and a half with my son at the brand new UBS arena. We get to check the digs out, walk around, and we'll certainly be back soon. But uh, I hope all Islander fans get a chance to go out there over the next few weeks and experience something we never thought we would see. And that's our own building. Truly incredible. So a special UBS arena. It's finally here edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. By the way, for the wrestling fans, I'll give you a Survivor Series reaction uh, either later today or tomorrow. I did end up watching it when I got home, and, well, the event sucked. More on that at a later date. Of course, check out me and Craig Monday through Friday at 2 o'clock on The Fan. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.